that was a lot to hear with my mouth. My, wait, hang on. Nope, that's not what you hear with. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just a moment. Now, hold on. Now, wait a minute. You know that question, the like, you know, if you had to give up one of your senses, which one would you give up if you had to? What's your answer? Um, here's the thing. Right. I feel like I feel like no, here's what I'm going to I'm going to say smell. And the only reason I'm going to say smell is because my nose doesn't work already very good. So it wouldn't be that crazy different. Yeah. Um, The thing is, though, is that scent being able to smell is an important part of like the flavor process when eating. Mm. Um, You know what, though? I do know people that were born without a sense of smell and they say that it doesn't mm. affect it that much. Like they can still pretty readily taste things okay so it's not a super it's still like obviously like a part of it but it's not like super duper detrimental sure well uh, yeah at any rate i think i think i think uh sense of smell Mm. and actually one of the songs that i'm bringing today kind of relates to this question in a Mm, weird way weird yeah i feel like sense of smell probably is the most dispensable one um yeah but like the other downside is that like you don't know what you smell like so i'd be very conscious of smelling bad (laughs) i never worry about that i worry about it constantly because i'm a sweaty hoe you want to know what my answer is sure my ability to see ghosts aha i see (laughs) i fucking see (laughs) it's my ability to taste too (laughs) balmy that's the seventh sense where's the fucking bruce willis movie about that Where's my mushroom-themed Bruce Willis movie? Where's Bruce Willis going around, like... <laughs> like Grinding up anchovies. <laughs> just going around a farmer's market like, God, Bruce Willis I can't in a taste any of this. <laughs> I can't taste any of this. I can't taste any of child. this. Child. 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 And then the child is like, I can see savory flavors. I can taste the burger. The funk the on this is by... quite chunky. I can taste it by looking at it. That's the eighth sense. So, so Spoiler far, we can, we can taste by looking and we can <laughs> use our mouths to listen. Mm-hmm. That is what we've established. Okay, sick. That's what we've established, yes. All right. uh, this is the canon. You ready to start <laughs> Put it on the wiki. Put, Put it on, on the, the wiki. wiki. <gasps> we need a wiki. Oh, good. One of these days we'll have a wiki. I'll make a wiki. Okay. You can't. I don't think you're allowed to make your own wiki. Fuck you. I'm allowed. Mars. I feel like that's. I'm I feel a like fan of the podcast. Law. Therefore, uh-huh. I'm allowed to make a fan wiki. And also, I will know all the facts. <laughs> I don't know that I would know shit, to be honest. About you or about me? <laughs> About either one of us. Yeah, that's true. You have memory issues. I, I, here's the thing. I would, I, we, in order to make the wiki, you would have to go through every single episode of this podcast, including the bad ones. <laughs> Mars, we've never done a bad episode. Um, I can't point to any one specifically that, that comes to mind. They know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm vague posting about our episodes. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're 40 deep now. We're allowed. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> You know, um, 
Sorry, I keep hey. getting off track before starting the podcast, uh-huh. but you know, like, uh, uh, I, you know, when you get really invested in like a show or a book or something and you remember details about it that are like really specific and the creator forgets yeah. about. And I'm always like, I would never forget stuff like that. I'm so invested. I can't remember anything about like 10 episodes ago. I am uh, out yeah. of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was like, that was months. It was months ago. I don't remember shit. So, uh, let's start the episode. Let's start it. Let's do it let's live. Start it. Yeah, we're doing it live this time. This time. Was Instead there, of both of us fu- separately recording. What's our fucking live, first live show gonna look like? It's gonna be us um, sitting, like, knee to knee, looking at each other. Knee to knee to knee to knee. And I'll open it by saying, hello, Mars, I love you. And then you'll say, hello, Miles, I love you too. And then we'll say, this mm-hmm. is the first time that we've met in person and it's for this live show. And then you'll say, yes, yeah. indeed it is. Well, well, we'll have met, we're not gonna, like, meet at the theater. What if we do? What if that's that would how be we do wild. it? That would be that wild. That would be wild. That would be wild. <laughs> No, we'll have like we'll at least have like a couple of meals together first. Okay, thank you for whining and dining me. What if? What if the first what live show? What if we show... started the? What if we started the podcast? No, what if the first live show was us? No, you. You st- sitting on stage on a stool, and I'm on Skype <laughs> <laughs> on a monitor no. behind you. <laughs> no, I would be so self conscious. I'm just leaving you there, and then I just get up to go take a shit. <laughs> God, that would be the worst. <laughs> All right, time to start the podcast. Let's this podcast. <laughs> How was your day? <laughs> I need to stop again. Eventually, we are going to just record a podcast where we don't. We just don't start it. What if the <laughs> ending of the podcast is? Hi, welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm trying my very best to become a queer icon, and my name is Miles. And I'm Mars, and, um, and here comes a thought. That might alarm you. Uh, things that were said, um. And how it harmed you. And how, and how they harmed me, specifically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, we are exactly. Precisely. One month, one month away from our year-aversary of this podcast. Fuck. We are this, like, we, like, it is, it is this close. We have been doing this podcast for exactly 11 months now. That's fucked. Yeah. Oh god, the progression of time. Yeah, that's, that's what 40 episodes means. Is that you're, <gasps> is that you're almost a year deep into your show? I'm 40 episodes closer today. <laughs> Um, so the, here's the thing I want to, f- cause he- we're going to do something special for our year anniversary. Mm-hmm. We don't know what yet. Mm-hmm. 
but I want to I want to start hyping it up. I want to get a hashtag going. Okay, what's your proposed hashtag? Um, and this is going to be legit. Please, if you're listening, just even check it out. <laughs> I want this to actually be a thing. Uh, art. Art ghost, mm-hmm. art ghost one year. I don't know that if that's any good. Um, art ghost fifty two. Is that going to be what it is? Eiffel fifty two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. Okay, if you want to talk about us coming up on our year anniversary, tweet with the hashtag Eiffel fifty two. <laughs> um. Oh gosh. Uh, art ghost. Tweet with the hashtag. Art ghost diversary isn't anything. That's nothing. That's nothing. Tweet with the hashtag, my dad's ass. Don't do that. Tweet with the hashtag, <laughs> wizard statue. No, it's. I feel like art ghost has got to be in there. I feel like it's got to be something about... Because that's the thing about hashtags, is they got to be like recognizable what they're representing. Yeah, how about art... How about... AGR 52, I don't know. AGR something. AGR 2019. Um, Art Ghost Birthday? Okay. Jeez, uh, oh, I'm so bad with coming up with hashtag. Ha- hashtag happy birthday, Art Ghost. That's a long like one too, there. That's too long. That's, that's too, too long. long. Hashtag Pride 2019. <laughs> hashtag. Um, Hashtag not my president. Hashtag Spider-Man Far From Home. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just take the Spider-Man Far From Home? Can we just take it? Because here's the thing. The movie will be out by that point. I don't think it'll be that active. I think yeah, okay. Just take so it. if you guys want to talk to us or or chat about the anniversary, what your theories are, what you want us to do, tweet with it the hashtag Spider-Man Far From Home. It can't be that. It is. Tweet no. with the hashtag Just Add Water. Um, tweet with the hashtag... Um, uh, Tweet with the hashtag, shit. I just shit my pants. <laughs> so? Tweet with the hashtag. Tweet with the hashtag. I pissed and pooped my shorts. Um, Tweet with the hashtag, bring Ray Williams equals three back to YouTube. Tweet with the hashtag, Mars does a Minecraft Let's Play. <laughs> I've done Minecraft Let's Plays exactly. in the past. Um, Tweet with the hashtag Art Ghost 2. Okay. The sequel. Well, yeah, because, like, after a year, that's our first season of Art Ghost. Oh, we're going into season two. Okay, sure, sure, sure. We're going into season two. Okay. So, so yeah. Art Ghost. Art, should it be Art Ghost hashtag Art Ghost season two or just hashtag Art Ghost 2? I think it should be either hashtag Art Ghost 2 or hashtag AGR season 2. Mm. Let's, I think, I think... Hashtag Art Ghost 2. I think Art Ghost 2. It's hashtag Art Ghost 2. Yeah. Hashtag Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> it has to be both or I'm blocking you. <laughs> and now it's, we're, we're really only going to be looking for... Um, I'm only looking for, for the Spider-Man hashtag, but if you happen to pop up, then I'll be happy. Well, I'll, and, and uh, I'm, the, I'm the other wolf. And I, um, oh. and I, and I'm only looking for hashtag art goes too. Okay. And together. And, and together we form, um, what's, what's Voltron, but cool. Um, Megazord. Megatron. 
Optimus Prime. <laughs> what is Voltron but cool? One of them Power uh, Ranger lions. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a Megazord. Damn it. Fuck yeah, we're Megazord. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fuck, the fucking 2017 Power Rangers movie is severely underrated. I still and I seen wish. It. I wish. Well, here's the thing. You should have saw it, and when it came out, because then maybe we would have gotten a sequel. Shit, you're right. So I went ahead and just to make the hashtag uh, Art Goes To official, I went ahead and tweeted it out. And the ball is now in motion. The ball is rolling and it might get out of our control very quickly. It's ball time. It's ball time as, um, as, as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are known to say. It's ball time. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking of, I was thinking of, of Marvel's The Thing, but for some reason. You said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all right. But for some reason I said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's club ballerine time. It's ball polishing time. Uh, Oh. (laughs) Okay. So, Mars. Hi. We've done... (laughs) We've done a crime. So, Mars, this week's theme is because we're rounding out uh, Pride Month, I thought it would be cool to do our favorite queer anthems. Now, you say our favorite, and when we get to mine, you you might understand why I'm going to take the word favorite out of the title of this episode. Sort of edit it out, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, and and so I feel like there's a need to distinguish. I, When coming up with it, I suggested Queer Anthem as in a song by a queer artist that is an anthem, but it also can just be, like, a cishet woman. Yeah, so that's the thing. (laughs) Which is what most people consider a queer anthem. Yeah, I want to... I... I really, really, really do not enjoy the, uh, the LGBT the sort community. Of, the sort of like, you know, uh, cis white gay man mm. being all like, Ariana Grande is my life. Yeah. Oh, or God such a Taylor Swift. Such, such a queer icon. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, okay. they're not, and they've never, they're and re- they never will. Yeah. Because um, they love just gay baiting. And yeah, then basically every cis white gay man has exactly the same music tastes. Yeah, I we call them vanilla gays in my friend mm-hmm. group. It's where you're just the most boring twink. <laughs> just, well, not even a twink, but mm-hmm. like... Oftentimes, and just like they think that's an excuse to be racist, sexist, mm-hmm. <laughs> transphobic, <laughs> like, and then you'll you'll use pride to fucking showcase your daddy kink, and like mm-hmm. we're just like okay, yeah. the pride pre- parade and festival is supposed to be also for kids. I I fucking hate that. There are also the gays that have like bought products from companies that do like the rainbow shit in June and are the ones mm-hmm. that perpetuate the idea that companies are like we can do this cuz people will buy it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Vanilla gays. All right, this isn't an episode about frustration. Okay, we need to be good. We need to be good gays. <laughs> um so I am going to spoil it. Mhm. Uh Unless I change my mind 
drastically. <laughs> uh, my song is, as far as I'm aware, bad. N- not by a a LGBTQ person. Okay, I suspected as much when you said, "Oh, I have a real shitter to bring." Here, okay, I don't think it's a bad song. We'll get into that. And we'll get into it. It is, and it's like oftentimes like these supposed queer anthems again the type that aren't by queer artists but are like mm-hmm. taken by the lgbt community we sort of like mm-hmm. grab it like grab the meaning possess it like um yeah like i'm coming out by uh what is it i can't remember her name is it donna summers i can't remember uh but like there's a lot of different songs that like we have co-opted it as anthems um sure when they weren't originally supposed to be and it doesn't mean that they're like specifically bad songs but mm-hmm. it just showcases how boring <laughs> some people can be and how, you know, like, instead of actually showcasing uh, queer artists, we would rather have straight artists <laughs> represent mm-hmm. our community, which is not the case. Um, so I just don't like them for that reason. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm going to be playing it a little bit more cynical this episode, which mm-hmm. is not the tone that I like to have. Um, but I don't know. That's okay. I was I was pretty shitty last episode with Mac DeMarco. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm maybe. Uh, I I'm going second this week, so I might change my song. I've been mm. thinking about it. You think but. about it uh, after I talk about my song. Talk about your song. My song. So what's what's your song? So my song. Um. So when I was thinking, like, hey, it's the last episode of Pride Month. We should do it quick little gay ditty um and i was thinking what are some like fantastic songs that are done by lgbt people that um you know i could bring and i was considering doing uh mary lambert's um uh same love um which macklemore co-opted into like his uh uh chorus of uh, same love um but it's right, the, the yeah. full song that she did uh, which is like a very beautiful like sort of uh, acoustic-y lesbian song it's very sweet, very lovely. And then I was like, hmm, it's not really an anthem. It's not like what I would consider something that, like, when I consider what an anthem is, I want something that people can learn the words to easily and you can scream it and it has the energy of, like, power. Not necessarily, like, happiness, although it, they are a lot of the time, but power and possession of your sexuality or gender identity and, and yeah, that, like, pushing and the pride of it. So True Trans Soul Rebel uh, is a very popular song uh, within the trans community. Uh, the person that wrote it is the uh, the front woman for Against Me. Her name is uh, Laura Jane Grace and she is uh, the lead singer of punk rock groups Against Me and Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers. Uh, she came out in 2012 as transgender. Uh, in 2016 uh, Laura burned her birth certificate at a show to protest against anti-transgender bathroom laws being passed uh, and is quoted to say grace a transgender person declared as her birth certificate went up in flames goodbye gender she smiled as her fellow band members in the audience cheered her action and that's from shadowproof.com uh, yeah. So she is a fantastic punk woman and I love seeing queerness within the punk scene because sometimes it's like severely lacking um, oh yeah for sure and she's done a lot of like fantastic work and I think it's very brave to be a public individual and then come out as trans and, and transition with and and amongst the public and I just I think she's really brave for doing it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, without further ado, I would love it if we could give the song a little listen. Let's do it. 
the album art is a titty. Yeah, I can see that. It's cer- it certainly is, Miles. It's a titty with a hunk of meat attached to it. It yeah, it's it's like a cross section of a titty. I love it. All right. Uh, do you like your do you like, <laughs> do you like your a titty, titty medium, medium left on medium or? rare? Do you like do you want it bloody? Ew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what's going that's what it's going to look like when I get top surgery. All right. <laughs> That's are, you gonna eat, are you going to eat your tits, Miles? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Awful. Making yourself a best you go along. So, what'd you think? It was way more beachy than I was expecting. Hmm, I agree. It's it's got sort of a sort of a, 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 a of a surf vibe almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this and the song uh, "Transgender Dysphoria Blues" are pretty um yeah pretty right. beachy. Which, which, by the by, uh, uh, I believe y- you've brought "Transgender Dysphoria Blues" before. I think maybe. Yeah, I think I think it was on. Actually, I think it was on a listener suggestions episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which we got to do another one of those soon. Yeah, we should. Um, May- so maybe that's next episode. Ooh, maybe. Ooh, maybe knows? it's next episode. It's who next knows? Episode. It, it um, might be next episode. Should it be next episode? Yeah, sure. Let's do it next episode. So next next episode. episode is is our third, fourth. I don't third. know. Listener suggestion special. Mm-hmm. Send in uh, your suggestions at Art Ghost Pod on Twitter. Yeah, uh, and in the uh, Lunar Light Patron Discord also. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, so True Trans Soul Rebel is an anthem for transgender people. Its message is directed at transgender people struggling in the face of stigma, bigotry, discrimination, all that we really face in the world. And it shows solidarity by letting other transgender people know that their struggle is shared by other people like them. Uh, and I really consider this an anthem because not only must you sing it loud, it's a very yelly song. But it also doesn't downplay our struggles, but simultaneously, it is a celebration. It is acknowledging things can be wrong, uh, or, you know, downing yourself is okay, uh, and rebelling is healthy, and you're still going to be alive, and you're still going to be uh, existing, even if shit happens. Um, yeah. Even if the world seems like it's very against you, there's always a way for it to be okay again. And there is always going to be space for you. Um, and I don't know. I think that's really summarized by the chorus, which is who's going to take you home tonight? Who's going to take you home? Does God bless your transsexual heart, true trans soul rebel? Um, which I think is a great sort of like also metaphor for like religion not accepting or like Western religion not accepting um, queerness as identities and like being a faithful um, queer person. Like, w- does God 
bless me? Like, is this okay? Do I have, like, the permission to be like this? And by singing it and by making this an anthem, it is kind of like giving other people permission. It's saying that it's okay to be like this, um, which I think is really fantastic. I know a lot of people that have tattoos that say True Transor Rebel um, and other sort of lyrics by Laura Jane Grace, um, and she is this great icon, I think, in the trans community. Yeah, uh, I... Yeah, no, I mean, this is a, this is a great fucking song, and, like, like, it, it's really fucking amazing and really fucking important for her to, to make the song and to continue to be, um, you know, a, a, you know, a force in the music industry mm-hmm. during her transition. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really incredible to be, like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's all I really have to say about True Transsoul Rebel. Pretty quick. Fair enough. Fair, fast, uh, uh, I, uh. Fast and loose. Uh, very much like um, uh, my good bitch Sonic. My good. <laughs> Why? Why my good bitch? Ah, uh, hello, my good bitch. <laughs> my fellow I, bitches. No, I I don't think that that's. I think that I got that from somewhere, but I could not tell you where. Okay. Um. So here's the thing. Yeah, what's I've the talked. Tasis? I've talked a uh, about. How, you know, that this one, the song that I'm bringing might, you know, be stretching it a little far. But here's my thoughts on it, is that I do not see myself represented in most queer music, most queer anthems. There are not a lot of examples of um, non-binary or agender, you know, anthems and artists. Um, And there's certainly basically no, like, songs about asexuality, like, at all. No. Um, you know, I, I've looked it up. There are, like, you, if you Google, you know, songs about asexuality, you get these threads from, uh, small little ace communities on the internet, uh, sharing their songs that are, and like most of the time, like, they'll say things like, technically the song is about masturbation, but I, in, I chose to interpret it as. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like, and like most saw, like most queer songs are like pretty deeply horny. Yeah. Um, and I just like, you know, I figure, you know, if I'm going to be bringing a deeply horny song, you know, then, uh, I'm going to bring, uh, a deeply horny song that I find, you know, not only like funny, but also like really good okay um and it is also i would contend uh a same love song Hmm. um i don't think that it is that much of a stretch to call this a queer song although it might sound like a like a like a joke like maybe a mean joke but i do not i do not mean it that way and that is Two Trucks by Lemon Demon. All right, I just, I gotta, I I gotta go. (laughs) So I was going to say, like, oh, so you mean that it's, like, a romantic song, but not, like, seriously horny... (laughs) I would would say that this song is only... (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I was, I'm, I was saying that I was going to lean into it. All right, yeah, all right, but all right, ma- all right, but make right. it a funny one mm-hmm. that I can, that I can enjoy since I can't relate to the horniness. Okay, all right. 
right. So there okay. Is, there is right. a thought process here. I don't know if it's a good one, but it, there is a thought process here. Because here's, I just find myself ge- like generally pretty frustrated with a lot of, you know, like mm. a, a lot of these um, like anthem type songs just because like I just do not yeah. feel like, you know, like, like that they're, I, I don't feel a special attachment yeah. to any of these songs, really. Mm. Um, yeah. And like they're good and important songs, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of queer artists, like I legitimately i could have just brought a song by janelle monet and called it good um, sure like that would have that would have gotten me by easy peasy but this is like an internet anthem but this is um me being a bitch about it it's very um sexuality is already so goddamn weird it, <laughs> why not like i just honestly like i and mate i feel like the world is altogether too horny yeah <laughs> it's what so many people focus on it is yeah. and like even um i oftentimes do uh request playlists over on my tumblr um mm-hmm. or on twitter uh and sometimes people will give me a prompt that's like you know uh something to do with being platonic or familial or just something that isn't a romantic or sexual relationship or something that isn't even about a relationship yeah and i will struggle to find songs that aren't just like you know non-lyric songs you know what i mean like mm-hmm. those are always good but like yeah. it sucks that it's so hard to find songs that aren't about love and sex and i do obviously love love songs but it sucks that there isn't more diversity yeah and i would i would kill for a i i would kill for a um for like a an ace romance song you know it'd be great that'd be great i would love that i would love a romance song that isn't that doesn't like eventually get to and then i pin you on the bed Mm -hmm. it's like okay well cool all right and also a song about being ace that doesn't end in tragedy or isn't a like yeah. sad song. Yeah. Just something like, I love you and I love you in this specific way and I don't want, like, I don't need to have sex and I don't want to have sex. I just want to be with you. Um, Honestly, like one of my favorite songs, I mentioned uh, Mary Lambert earlier. She did this song, I think it's called I Just Want to Hang Out With You, which is about mm-hmm. just hanging out with her dog <laughs> and, <laughs> and walking her dog on the beach and then meeting like a nice gal and just like hanging out with her and it's mm-hmm. just a nice song it's just like refreshing that there's a song that's just about like hey i'm having a kind of a shitty day i just want to hang out with my dog yeah we need more songs like that yeah so with all of my expl- explanations and justifications yeah. out of the way yeah um we're gonna listen to the I best mean, song i mean it's a good song is the thing it unfortunately slaps yeah um but basically i like i'm bringing the song for two reasons one because it's a good song and i genuinely do consider it to be a queer song mm. the, the trucks are never gendered um yeah and but also it is that like critique on masculinity you know so it's sort of it's implied yeah um but uh i don't know i yeah i do i do consider this a queer song yeah uh i don't think that that is a hundred percent ridiculous and also uh neil Cesariga uh is you know just a i don't think he's anywhere on the queer spectrum but he is like and he's he's a swell dude he's a swell ally um 
So, like, you know, I, f- I feel chill about it. But the second yeah. reason, the second reason, I think the biggest reason why I'm bringing this song is out of protest. <laughs> out of, yeah. Well, yeah. Out of, out of protest. Out of, of, oh, you want me to bring a gay song? Well, guess what? They're all about sex. You still want me to bring one? Well, fuck you. Essentially, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess... I guess this is what I've done and what I'm doing and Live what with we're it. doing. You made together. your bed. Yeah, not for sleep sure. in it. Mm-hmm. You um, made your bed. Now I'm going to tuck you in. Aw, thanks. All right, let's give the song a little listen. I fucking hate looking at that picture of of Eddie, Eddie Murphy's Murphy. big head. Yeah, big head on truck. Yeah, don't like it. Don't. As like far it. as I'm aware, uh, Eddie Murphy is not one of the trucks in the song. <laughs> But what if he is? What if but that's what if implied? Oh my god, we cracked it. I don't it. know. I don't know. Maybe All right. that's the hidden meeting. Alright. Yeah, read between the lines. Two trucks holding hands. Two trucks holding hands. The passion, the passion is more than I can withstand. Two trucks holding hands. Two trucks holding hands. The passion, the passion. My big fat heart expands. So, so I mean, you've you've been on the internet. You've heard this song before. Yeah, I've been. I feel here. like I feel like maybe you know a a good chunk of our audience uh, has probably ha- heard the song. Also, mm-hmm. um, Neil Cicerega is a great example of someone that can make fantastic music and then sometimes uses that gift to do some fuck shit and then yeah, not even absolutely. like. It's hard to call them joke songs. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. I feel because I, I when we were talking about was this was this their missing episode, the jokes episode? Yes, because that's when yeah. we did the jaw for the first time. We bought jaws. Yeah, we we brought we brought jaws again uh, for for a for a jaw. Uh, we brought jaws for a jaw. Um, uh, anyway, um, but like I sort of I I. Remember, it's struggling to necessarily call that song a joke song. Yeah, because it's like, it's just not a a, a stereotypical song. It's still beautifully made. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the only funny thing about it is, like, I mean, specifically with this one, is is you're imagining two trucks having sex at a midnight barbecue with ZZ Top, and there's a bald eagle flying overhead, and the founding fathers are crying. Yeah. Um, Which is absurd. Oh, it's it's an absurd song. It's absurdist. It's, a, it's, it's absolutely absurd. It's funny um, and it's absurdist, but should it be? Are we projecting our norms upon this song? Are we projecting well, that's the that there's I, a particular I, way to be? I, I interpret this song as being celebratory about the two trucks and their relationship. It Sure, it's a very sexual relationship, generally. But at the end, but, they hold but, hands. But... But at the end, they hold hands, and then again, they and then they have sex again. And then they have sex again. That's fine. 
But I like but they it because hands. it's it's because it is this critique of masculinity, right? Like it's well, too- it's this critique of masculinity, this critique of like kind of American culture. Yeah, very much so. It's you know like they're flexing and they're two trucks and they're fucking yeah. and ZZ Top's there at the grill. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of mask american i think it's like implied to be the fourth of july because they're at like a cookout it's there's a lot going on um yeah, for sure and but it does like and so it starts as this like jokey parody sort of song of masculinity but then it does go into this beautiful like two trucks holding hands they're in yeah. love they're looking into each other's eyes they're gently weeping and it's this like it, and then it, the the picture comes together that it isn't this bastardization this perversion of uh, uh, american masculinity it's this like celebration of these two trucks yeah yeah it's fucking mental <laughs> I love it. And you yeah. know what? It can be an ace anthem. <laughs> it's not. It's not an ace anthem. I'm saying this now to you, Miles, my friend. It is not an ace anthem. Why However, not? <laughs> because it's mostly about sex. Yeah, that's true. Um, but what I will also say is that um, I I support these two trucks. Fuck yeah. Um, and uh, I am, I'm definitely not being sarcastic when I say that I, that like, you know, I think this is like a, a good queer song, um, even if it's not necessarily one to be taken seriously. Sure. Now. Now. We mentioned that ZZ Top makes an appearance in this song. Yeah. But there's someone else who does as well. Yes. Robert Zadar from Maniac Cop. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and I googled Robert Zadar for the first time in my life. This is my first time seeing this man and his incredible face. Having to look at this man. Um, and he has a incredibly long career as a uh, sort of uh, B-movie actor. Mm -hmm. And I want to go through his IMDb just a little bit. I'm not going to cover everything, but there is... Uh, a couple of things that I want to talk about. He appears in a lot of budget horror movies. Um, so let's My favorite see. type. Uh, uh, he appears in A Blood Story. That sounds let's... like a that sounds like a Hallmark horror movie. He's uh, he's Jerry the Jaw in that one. In sure. Mike and Corey in La La Land, which was a TV series. Oh. In 2013, he sure. played, he was rumored to play Uncle Robert. It says Uncle Robert rumored. <laughs> he didn't want to put his name to the project. It's been, it, that was 2013. It has been six years and the rumor has not been cleared up. Uh, Can we get him on the podcast? I think, I think he'd fit better on Netflix and Kill, to be honest. True, 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 true. Um... He's in Salvador's Deli as Salvador. Oh. Let's see. Oh, hmm. Uh, he's, he's in a, he's in untitled horror comedy as Smokes Callahan. Fuck yeah. Smokes Callahan. My God. He's in, uh, Rock and Roll Cops 2. Fuck, Rock and Roll Cops. Fuck yeah. That's actually, uh, you know what? I was going to say that's us, but we would never be cops. We would never be cops. Uh, this is, well, here's the thing. This is Rock and Roll Cops 2. Two, the adventure begins. Oh, then what the fuck my. happened in Rock and Roll Cops One? <laughs> the adventure ended. <laughs> no, it, in... Adventure Cops Two is a prequel. 
He's in The Thief and the Stripper as Ralph. I wonder if he was uh, the faithful the stripper. He's in Crimes of the Chupacabra. That's a sick name. As Z-Man Lord Invader. Fucking hell. And here's the fucking thing. He also appears as Z-Man Lord Invader in Guns of El Chupacabra and Guns of El Chupacabra 2, The Unseen. The Unseen. He's in, he's in a surprising amount of, um, of cop movies Mm -hmm. let's i'm just gonna go through them so he's in maniac cop maniac cop 2 maniac cop 3 badge of silence he's in samurai cop he's in rock and roll cops 2 he's in hollywood cops uh in destination vega uh destination vegas he plays killer cop um this dude's been typecast. This dude appears in horror cop movies all the time. Gotta be uh, a real his... dumbass to be a horror movie cop. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I, well, I think in Maniac Cop, I think I think he might be the Maniac Cop. Wow. Um, or no, I think he's the. I'm looking at the poster for Maniac Cop Two, mm-hmm. and it is who I presume is the Maniac Cop who appears to be wearing somebody else's face. Uh, and it's covered in shadow, and he's pointing a gun. Mm-hmm. And he is hovering over a cityscape. All right. And then in be- behind him, in a detective's hat, is Robert Zadar with a revolver. Mm-hmm. And the the taglines are from uh, Alamo Draft House or Alamo Draft House. I Alamo mean, Draft I, House. Yes. I I read that as an I, yeah. not an L. Uh, Alamo quite Draft truly, House is in uh, Dallas. Quite truly, the greatest '80s horror action movie Boston. ever made. Oh my god! From Variety Magazine, a thinking man's exploitation film, improving <laughs> on the 1988 original. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what's, what's, what, I'm, hold on, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta look up more about Maniac Cop. Mustier? So I'm on the Wikipedia page for Maniac Cop, and I'm not gonna look at the plot. What I'm mainly here for is the reception. Okay, uh, 46 on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 10, um... Oh, well, somebody gave it uh, 4.5 out of 5. Ooh. Um, but LA Times called it an uninteresting Friday the 13th clone. <laughs> uh, Maniac Cop 2, uh, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. 5.1 out of 10. So yeah, an improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mole Cop 2 was direct-to-video, of course. Sure. And then Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence. Uh, 1.5 out of 5, which is our lowest score yet. Woof. Uh, 2.5 out of 5, 2 out of 4 stars. Another 2 out of 4 stars, 3 out of 5. Uh, it's definitely the weakest of the bunch yet. Still delivers the qualities that have made the franchise Stay in its cult following. Hmm. Cult following. I feel like we should get in on this. Do you want to have a movie night? Um, no. <laughs> I, I do want to have a. Mo- I do want to have love, a movie uh, night. No. <laughs> I do want to have a movie night with you, but I do not want to watch Maniac Cop. However, oh Mars. But what if we watch <laughs> Maniac Cop two? <laughs> Would you change your mind if we watch Maniac Cop 3? I get scared too easily, even in bad horror movies. Damn it. I'll find one that's. I'll find a good horror comedy for you. We do need to watch what we do in the shadows together. Here's the thing at Netflix and Kill. At Netflix and Kill. 
please cover all three Maniac Cop movies and, and so we can know what what's up. And then call us. And or Andy Pendy. I'm, well, they I'm weren't canceled. <laughs> I am issuing the Maniac Cop challenge to Netflix and Kill. It's a challenge because you have to watch three terrible movies. You have to watch three terrible <laughs> movies about a cop. Mars, can we please move on from this? Um. Anyway, apparently it does have a cult following because... <sighs> uh, if only because it ended up in a Lemon Demon song. Sure. So. Sure. So at least Neil Cicerigo is into the Maniac Cop movies. Yeah, for sure he is. At least, at least the first one. Mm-hmm. Enough, enough that he's at this this truck fuck event. Don't say truck fuck. Why not? It's not very gay rights of you. I disagree. Okay, can we please move on from this? So I'm dying. Why? Why do you want to move on, Miles? Can't you just live in this space? I'm hungry. <laughs> We're all hungry, Miles. I will start doing ASMR if we don't move on. All right, so let's... I think that I've officially exhausted all of the topics about two trucks. Except for my extensive essay. I'm gonna fucking hang up, hang on. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, he hung up, which is which is fun and cool of him. Okay, so, um, so you are... I came back. You are in a movie store. Mm-hmm. You're in a video store. You're in a blockbuster. And I'm it in is video 19. Easy. It is 1989. Okay. You, and because that's the only time that a blockbuster would be existing. Sure. They existed for a long time after that, but still. I know. It was at the heyday of blockbuster, and you are at blockbuster now. Mm hmm. Uh, what do you do? I go straight to the horror section. Okay, uh, so you are you're perusing the horror section, and three movies stand out to you. I pick up the movies, it's... I pick them up, and I frisbee them across the store. You've just frisbeed Tremors 1, Tremors 2, and Tremors 3. Then I resume my search for... Why are you uh... throwing away the Tremors movies? Because... I do. Fuck you. I I will resume my search for Wolf Creek. The ground rumbles. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, the tremors? Is it the tremors? Did I start the tremors? Uh, you might have started the tremors accidentally. Fucking hell. Uh, and then underneath you, uh, the floor begins to break apart. Where are you in this equation? Uh, I'm the clerk. Uh, yeah, there was a whole quest line with me, but you accidentally started the tremors. So, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it happened. Uh, and you, uh, the the last thing you see, uh, is a, is your feet falling into Colin. the mouth of a big worm. Okay. Because that's what happens in Tremors. What color's the worm? Uh, let me Google the seen. fucking Tremors worm. I've never seen. I almost said Trevor's. I've never seen Trevor's. In, in, they're called Graboids. <laughs> For sure. Um, Have they're you called seen Graboids. Tremors? Uh, I've kind of seen Tremors. Mm. Um, uh, Graboids eventually uh, learn how to fly mm-hmm. um, in in one of the sequels, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they are they're mo- they're mostly just sort of brown, brown and Hi, black. Everyone. Welcome to my ASMR channel today. I I, to be I don't understand why you're doing this. I'm just answering your question about what color the tremors worms are. Didn't you- tell me what color they are. I said brown and black, but oh. you were too busy doing your fucking ASMR yeah. to listen to me saying what color the worms are. 
And then inside the worm, it's the break. Yeah, that's where I was going. But you had to, you had to interrupt me with with your asinine questions about what colors the worm are. Mars, I'm in the sunken place. We're all in the sunken place. Wow, that's deep. And now we're in the break. <laughs> One, two, three, let's go. So, Mars. So, Miles. I have a little quiz. A quiz, you say? I do. It's here. It's here. And this it's time, it's indeed a queer quiz. I feel like I'm going to do bad on this, and I'm going to be really embarrassed in front of the internet. Oh, it's okay. You'll do fine. So, this queer quiz, five questions. You've got three options, like usual. Uh, and I thought it would be fun to learn a little bit about uh, gay history for this last episode of Pride Month. As if sure. we're not gay every episode of the year, but especially this month, I am especially proud. Uh, on this so. episode... Um, my, uh, or on this, in this month only, mm-hmm. um, I do the, like all of the, all of the moons align. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of the moons align. And, How many moons, Mars? Um, well, I mean, we've got the one, but there are other ones. Yeah, but um, how many? Cosmically. Um, I mean, I guess, uh, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to look it up, but I'm going to take a guess before I do. Oh, I just wanted you to say 69. Oh, well. Now, I think there's a planet with like 80. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a planet that has a lot of them. I would I would ballpark like in our system in our little arm of the, some, the Milky some Way. Some people some people have googled how many moons does Earth have. Oh, that's sad. So uh, in our solar system, there are you know about uh, 150 moons. Okay, I was going to ballpark 200, so that's so. that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, pretty solid. Anyway. Anyway. So so all of 150 some odd moons align. Yeah. And they spell out, I'm gay. <laughs> they spell out, I'm gay, but it's, I'm gay. Yeah. Because you've got to use up those moons. It's actually the the uh, the universe spelling of it. So it's one character, mm-hmm. um, and it elicits more of an emotion than a, a reading with the eyes. Yeah. You can actually taste it more than you can read it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's interesting that way. Um, it's a lot like umami. Yeah, it's the, very the, much like umami. The eighth sense is being able to tell that the universe is gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. question number one. You ready for this? Uh, bum, bum, bum. Yeah. When was the first gay and lesbian march on Washington? Was it 1969, oh, 1965, or 1955? Shit, I don't know. 65, 55. I feel like you just put 69 in there to be funny. So I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going to guess that one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, 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 I feel like nothing happened in 1969. Are you serious? Um, uh, and- Are you joshing me? And it only exists as a year so that people can make- It was Woodstock and the moon landing, Mars. Uh, no, I mean, we all know that the moon landing didn't happen. I mean- (laughs) You still believe in the moon? (laughs) (laughs) Um- I don't know. I'm going to go with 55. Yeah, I feel like I'm going with 55 just because I feel like queers have been on their shit. Uh, okay. It was 65. Also in 69 was the Stonewall riots. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like I knew that, to be honest, yeah. and I just sort of threw it away. But but 65 was the first uh, march on Washington. Yeah. So, question number two. 
Which superheroine was revived by uh, a comic book franchise in the 21st century as a lesbian? Was it A, Batwoman, B, Wasp, or C, Captain Marvel? I mean, I know that, Bat- that Batwoman is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I know that for certain, but I don't mm-hmm. know if this is a trick question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Batwoman has always been a lesbian and you're just fooling with me. Mm. Could be Josh and you. But I feel like since... Since I, I feel like they would have been like, oh, well, we've got one lesbian, so we don't need any other ones. <laughs> so since I know that Batwoman is the one lesbian that they have, um, because like, you know, if it's if it's, you know, one one lesbian out of a hundred cishet men, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's still that's still good representation, right? Sure. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Anyway. So you're looking in Batwoman. I think I think Batwoman. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It was indeed Batwoman. She was originally created to be a love interest for Batman because of all the rumors of uh, Batman and Robin being in a relationship uh, and then was reinvented because she sort of faded from the zeitgeist uh, in the 21st century as a lesbian. Yeah. So you go at it. You go at it. My logic right. was sound. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to look up uh, lesbian DC characters. Oh, hell yeah. And I think it's going to, I think there's going to be maybe three and it'll be you know uh it'll be batwoman and it'll be poison ivy and harley quinn is by um, yep. i'm gonna look up uh marvel comics uh, oh actually there, there's the one that's in um uh that's part of the black lightning comics oh for sure she's also a lesbian um Okay. Now, here's what I will say. Mm-hmm. Um is that there are seven results. However, one of the results um is is a man named Alan Scott who is oh, listed okay. as being a lesbian, which is okay, not Okay, now don't which know is, if that one's a lesbian. Which is definitely just a quirk of the search engine. I don't think that DC has ever called Alan Scott a lesbian. I believe it's just like, these are homosexual characters, which is what the Marvel uh, page is. Yeah. So there are, as far as I can tell, there are six lesbians in DC Comics. Incredible. Woo! I know in Marvel there's America Chavez... Yeah. And uh, when I Googled Marvel Comics lesbian characters, the two that came up, the only two that are like, these are lesbians, is Valkyrie, which I know that she's bi, mm-hmm. and Rogue, which I have no idea about. I hope she's up. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I'm a click on her. I feel like the the Young Avengers probably had at least one lesbian in it. Yeah, America Chavez. Is she part of the Young Avengers? I thought she was something else. No, she's Young Avengers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think by extension, Hawkeye might be bi. I'm not sure. Um, the, the actual Hawkeye, not uh, Hawk Boy, or <laughs> whatever he changed his name to. Uh, Kate Bush. Um, we get, we're getting off the beaten path here. All right. A little bit. Question number uh, three. Question number three. Hey, comics, add more queer representation. Thanks. Yeah, come on. This is why I want to write comics. All right. Under the new penal code in 1791 old uh-huh. which european country was the first to decriminalize homosexuality was it a france b prussia or c Liechtenstein? um i'm gonna go with Liechtenstein. and go with my, Liechtenstein. my reasoning is mm-hmm. that i feel like france has had a sort of tumultuous relationship yes. with uh with trying not to be a fascist state mm-hmm. so i don't feel like it's france okay 
And I don't know enough about Prussia. Okay, that's bad. But be you honest, know enough about Liechtenstein. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. But what I will say is that out of the two, I feel like Liechtenstein is the smaller country, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in those sort of closer knit sort of communities, maybe it is a little bit more uh, easy and reasonable to see that sort of progression happening. But I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But I'm going with Liechtenstein. Bam, bam. It was France. Really? Yeah, for sure it is. They may have huh. uh, changed back and forth. I'm not sure about that, but... um. Yeah, 1791, decriminalized. Uh, yeah. I don't know shit. Well, that's a tough one, hey. I certainly didn't know about that. So, in 2001, which was the first country in the world to legalize gay marriage? Was it A, New Zealand, B, Germany, or C, the Netherlands? Hmm. For some reason, I want to say New Jersey. Or not, no, sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> the first country to legalize it was New Jersey. Um, that's not, here's the thing, is that I wanted to say Germany. I didn't even want to say New Zealand. <laughs> New Germany. Um, I want to say it's Germany, and I okay. don't know why, but I have the feeling that it's Germany. You're locking in Germany. For real. It was the Netherlands, I am okay, afraid. Okay, well. All right, last question. Uh-huh. Which society's religious texts repeatedly depict various deities defying gender and sexuality norms? Is it A, India, B, Sri Lanka, or C, Japan? Hmm. Well, I don't think it's Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's probably not Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the options are Sri Lanka and... India. And India. I feel... I feel feel like india i feel like india i'm going with india you're locking in india sure yeah ding 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 you got it it's india yeah completely, in hinduism there's a lot random of uh, guess. that's fine in in uh hinduism there's a lot of uh queerness within the deities um which is really fun because usually when you look at art sort of um non uh what is the term uh, when you look at polytheism and when you look at polytheistic religions um, and you look at the sort of queerness of them, you often look at uh, like Southern Europe, like in Greece and, and Italy and stuff, Rome. Um, so it's fun that there's like, you know, it's nice to look at Asian religions and see that there's been representation the whole time. Um, and in India, like it's uh, they have like special terms for like being transgender and it's a really valid form of gender identity that has been for centuries. Um, yeah, pretty exciting yeah. stuff. So that was yeah. a little, a little, some queer factoids for my friends. So I think I got two out of six. Two out of six. Two out of five. There were five questions. Two out of five. Well, you I got the I got the I got the secret six question wrong. Also, yeah, that was is America Chavez part of the Young Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the queer quiz. Let's chuck it over to the new faves. Let's do it. Hey, hey, Miles. Hey, Miles. What the fuck is your new favorite? Oh my god. What did I do? So me. My new favorite. So I said last episode as well that I only want to bring queer songs. Yeah. Uh, for for this, the month of June. Uh, and I'm continuing that theme with a fucking super chill song uh, by the internet called Come Over. I've heard this song. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm a, I'm uh, a fan so, of the internet. Yeah, I, I really quite like them. Um. 
Yeah, um, Sid, Sid, the lead yeah. singer, uh, she was, I believe, I don't know if this is where she started, but she was part of Odd Future with Tyler, the creator, and uh, yeah. I think Earl Sh- Earl Sweatshirt and mm-hmm. um, Frank Ocean. There it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Sid, the lead singer, uh, is a lesbian, uh, and she's featured on tracks by Tyler, the creator, uh, Mac Miller, Common, like a lot of uh, DJs and uh, people that do music people that do music she's there uh the internet uh do sort of like a lot of r&b hip-hop sort of electronic-y sort of funky groovy music um it's very again it is very chill this is an extremely chill song (laughs) very sort of like sleepy and cute um yeah without further ado i would love it if we could give it a little listen let's fucking do it i'm ready fucking do it again official audio not the uh video because they do just have a skit break and this song is already five minutes long yeah well actually it's it's about like 4 30 because i don't want to listen to the outro skit oh okay yeah valid thank you I don't want to listen to the ending skit. So, yeah. <laughs> so. So. Come Over was inspired by a previous relationship uh, Sid had. Um, and it sort of references the tension of the relationship and the sort of like, will they, won't they, hot and cold sort of like... Yeah, like, hey, can I come yeah. over and I don't know, I might be doing stuff. Uh, I Sid is great, and and I like quite a few of Sid's songs because Sid is a real genuine fuck boy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. She's such a fuck boy, and I I like lesbians having fuck boy energy and like claiming fuck boy energy over fuck boys because <laughs> yeah. they do it so much better. <laughs> like singlets with the huge fucking armholes backward snapbacks just fucking i love it i love it i love a mask energy i don't know if she identifies as a a butch or as a stud or anything but she has this great like butch energy oh yeah fashion uh, and very mask fun energy um and she has this like beautiful, sweet R and B voice um, that sort of like contrasts really great with that like fuckboy style. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like it. And so I found this fucking awesome quote uh, that I want to read by Donna Claire Chessman of DJBooth.com. <clears throat> with "Come Over," the internet show us that queer love absolutely exists. It unfurls on the couch in the quiet pockets of the most mundane tasks, in the way a sunset strikes freckled cheeks or pulls in loose curls of brown hair. It blossoms once Sid jogs away from band practice, trying to maintain nonchalance, and mimics how I sprint to the front door to let my girlfriend inside. Uh, In the music video, uh, this girl that Sid is, like, sort of going after uh, walks past while they're doing band practice, and so she, like, leaves band practice and all the band members are like, come on, Sid, what the fuck, uh, to walk her home. 
um, yeah. which is really what cute. I will, and, what I will say on that quote yeah. is that, all right, only now with this song is queer love proven to exist. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of... um. It's a, it's a very normalized experience, I think. Sure. Because uh, there are some, like, there, even before when I bought uh, True Transcell Rebel, there's a lot of songs about being queer, but it's not normal songs about being queer, or it is songs about queerness in and of itself um, and identifying that way. Um, and Come Over is just, it happens to be gay, but it's more about having this sort of relationship with someone that, like, doesn't know what they want. Um, sure. So I think it's, like, finally seeing a relationship that is complete normal and is like Mm -hmm. valid and that is uh recognizable in your own life i do agree that like you know this probably isn't the first one but i think it you know it shows it in a specific way maybe i'm just being petty because i don't have that (laughs) i mean that's fair (laughs) maybe that's what's happening just jealous i guess i mean kind of and not also because like you know like this song is about a relationship that is a little bit turbulent yeah Um, and like i'm not i'm not about that turbulent shit i yeah i i like um consistency and communication yeah i'm not about that hot and cold shit no, 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 no. I, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to have, I want to have, I want to have, I want to have, I want to really, really, really want to zig, zig, Does anybody know what that song means? Can someone please tell me what zig, zig, ah means? What does zig, zig, ah mean? And why, and why, why would anyone really, really want to do it? The first question, like the, like it auto-filled, what does zig, zig, ah mean? Uh-huh. Okay, do we want the urban dictionary? Or the interview. Let's. I mean, the interview will know what's up, mm-hmm. but I want to know what people theorize a zigzag R is. Yeah, let's um, let's go with the theory first. Okay, so there were four versions. So there's four four definitions. All uh, three verbs, one noun. Uh, so the first is to enjoy oneself. The second is to partake in enjoyable activities of the PG kind. Uh, okay, very specific. The third one is a diss, and I don't want to read it. Okay. Uh... And the fourth one is what Scary Spice really, really wants. And then so, the bottom so, says, Zig so, Zig R became a catchphrase of the 90s when the Spice Girls coined it in their hit Wannabe. The record sold millions and people still have no earthly idea what it means. Um, so? So, then what? what is... What's the what's the article say? Okay, so um, the line which was signed by Mel B. Okay, it turns out it's short for shit and cigars, according to the Sun. The girls and the writers of the song gave another musician that nickname. He was working in the studio at the time at, as the band, and when he went to the toilet, he used to smoke a cigar. So they nicknamed him Shit and Cigar, which eventually got shortened down by Mel when she sang Zig Zig R. So this I... like shitty producer. But she really, but she really, really, really wants to. What I really, really, really want to see because that doesn't, that still doesn't make sense. She really wants to shit and smoke. Okay, what a stupid. I don't know how that got morphed. I think, I think, um, like it morphed into Zig Zig R, and then that just sounds like a fun like word, and it just works within the song. I don't think it's like meant to to coincide with a metaphor or anything. Anyway, that's all I really have to say about "Come Over" by the <laughs> Internet.
Mars. Uh, yeah, what up? What's your new favorite? So Tell my new now. favorite. My new favorite I discovered last night. Ooh, fresh off the fucking presses. And this is a song. I'm, gl- I'm glad it's a song. That is on the NBA 2K19 soundtrack. That okay. is not where I found it. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't imagine you playing eSports. I did not. Sport I did East. not play the electronic sport known as NBA 2K19. Mm-hmm. Um, EA, it's in the sport. EA, it's in the sports. EA, it's in the ball. And I want and I want you to keep in mind that they decided that this would be a good song to be on the NBA 2K19 <laughs> soundtrack. Uh-huh. I want you to keep that in mind as we listen to it. For sure. So, we're not going to be watching the music video. For sure. Because the video... Uh, has a photosensitivity warning, and I don't want to fuck with that. Oh, it's ballpark music. Yeah, you didn't say this. You didn't say the song yet. It's ballpark music. Yeah, it's ballpark music. <laughs> All right, <laughs> for a basketball game. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Do you know ballpark music? Yeah, I really like uh, Everything is Shit Except My Friendship with You. That's one of my favorite songs. Mm. I haven't heard that song, but that seems very in line with what I've heard. We'll listen to it after this. Sure. Um, So this song is called Hands Off My Body. Um, So ballpark music... Uh, it makes sense that you would know them because they mm-hmm. do come from B- Brisbane, Australia. Yeah, it's one of the few bands that have come down to Tassie. Yeah, um, and uh, they are a sort of indie rock, indie pop sort of act. Uh, and I don't really know any th- that much about them. What do you, What do you know about them? I literally only know that um, when I was like an edgy indie kid in high school um, and I was hanging out with some other edgy indie kids, they were like, oh my god, ballpark music is like my life. Oh my god, I'm going to go see this show at the Briz. Oh my god. Ballpark music is my life. Ballpark music saved me. Go listen to advertising. Um, <laughs> so I don't know like a whole lot about them apart from that. Like I sort of think about them in the same breath as like a couple other Australian bands, like uh, San Cisco or the Lost Dinosaurs or something. Um, sure. So yeah, not a whole lot, honestly. I'm excited one to see some more. One of these days, I'm gonna bring a uh, a fucking. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard song. Honestly, they released a new one the other day, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I might bring it next episode. Yeah. Um, so this song uh, is off of their latest album, came out in 2018, last year. Uh, mm-hmm. called Good Mood. Mm-hmm. It's called Good Mood, is the thing, and I don't good know. Mood. Here's the thing: their music is not exactly good mu- mood music. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it was called Good Mood, maybe ironically. (laughs) All right, all right, okay, that's fair. But, uh, this song, uh, they have talked about it a little bit, there isn't a 100% meaning, basically they just sort of made it up on the fly in the studio. Okay. Um, But, uh, I am, I'm a big fan of this song, so let's give it a listen, shall we? Let's. I didn't lie my pussy so I chopped it up I hate my tits so I chopped them up 
So. So. What'd you think? I really liked that. Yeah, right? It gave me a little bit of Mother Mother vibes in like the weird, like, sort of, I don't know, strange sound of the music and like the lyrics and stuff. For sure. I think it's really fun. Again, odd that it's in a basketball game video game. Yeah, how how do you... Because I can maybe understand, like, production-wise, like, maybe it fits the energy. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like anybody listening to the song while playing their basketball game would get maybe a little bit distracted. It's, like, it's almost too high energy? I don't know if that's yeah. I mean, like, because, I mean, basketball's still high energy, but, like, it feels more like it should be, like, a, like, there should be a montage song or, like, a... Because I sort of... I very much interpret this song um, as being very, like, you know, it's it's talking about sort of general body modification and stuff like that. But I, I, I definitely interpret it as, like, both being um, very sort of, it's, it's very trans, both transgender and transhumanist. Mm, mm-hmm. um, um, it's a cyber-feminist anthem. And I, for sure. Um, and I, you know, there's, like, it's... It's this interesting sort of dichotomy between the verses and the chorus of, like, the verses are like, I don't like these aspects of my body. I don't like these aspects of my personality. I want to change them. And then the chorus is... You do not get to decide what I do with my body. You do, just because I don't feel good about any particular aspect doesn't mean that you have any influence or uh, should have any opinion about my shit. Yeah, and I like that it's a dude singing it. Honestly, yeah, absolutely. I think I think that actually kind of makes it. I don't know. I I don't know why, but that makes it more effective for me yeah. on this song in particular. And I don't. I don't 100% know why. I think it's because I've heard a lot of anthems from uh, cishet women talking about, like, their own body autonomy, which I still think is obviously very valid. I think it's just, like, hearing this, like, a similar narrative from other sides of the story and hearing it from other perspectives and how, like, everyone deserves the right to bodily autonomy is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, I I, I think, yeah. Um, This, I don't know necessarily that I have a whole lot to say on this song to be honest it's it's sort of um it's it's i mean once you sort of break it down it's like you know like the idea of the song can be summed up in like one or two sentences um you know but like i also like i you know this is this body autonomy narrative this like this like i don't know it's like it's self-deprecating but it's also in a way like empowering you know i get that it, it's sort of, yeah, it's hard to describe because it is saying, like, I hate my body, but it's also saying I have the right to choose to be different. It's sort yeah. of, um, like, the, it's hard to explain, but, um, mm-hmm. it's when you grow up, uh, fat, for example, um, and, and you exist as a fat or a chubby person, it's, you can want to be skinny and still appreciate other fat people. And it's a sort of a personal mm-hmm. choice. And it's sort of not saying that like, it's any wrong way to live, but people view it as your stance on it because mm-hmm. your body is politicized. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And like this song also, you know, it is sung by a dude, but like it is 
not gendered in any one way or no, another. No, it's not. And it's also not, it's not specific about who it's talking about. And I think that it's talking, like, really, it's like from the perspective of many different people. Yeah. I don't think it's, you know, um, and this sort of like, you know, we've all got, we've all probably got like things about our body or things about um, ourselves that we don't like. We all have parts that we wish we could swap or we could cut out. Especially as trans people, I think we understand that. For sure. Um, and like, you know, like this song is like, is 100% sympathetic to that. Mm. And is saying also like, you know, like, you know what, like no one else gets to decide what happens with your body. Yeah. Every, every action in this, in this song is, I did it to myself. Yeah. This is my choice. It was my decision to change. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's that's really all I got to say on this one. Um, I did check out, uh, uh, I, I started listening to the rest of the album. Mm -hmm. um, they have said in, in an interview that uh, this song is like probably their favorite song that they on, on the album. Mm -hmm. uh, and from what I've heard, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but but I, I also like I don't think that this like the rest of the songs are bad. I don't know that they're necessarily a hundred percent my mm. thing. Um, um, I think it's a thing of like you know I'll save some of the songs and appreciate the others, but not like yeah. listen to it's, the whole it's thing. It's not like an album that you would listen to. Sure. Um, but yeah, if you ever wanted to um, uh, think critically about body autonomy while playing basketball. <laughs> Uh, you can you could check out the um, the indie classic NBA 2K19. Yeah, how many fourteen year old boys um, are just sitting there with their Dorito crusted fingers trying to play mm -hmm. some basketball? <laughs> and then this. I, well, here's the thing. I feel like the NBA 2K19 soundtrack must cut out or alter the part of I didn't like my dick, so I chopped it off. I didn't like my pussy, so I chopped it off. Eh, probably. Um, it probably altered that bit, um, but. Like, that verse is not essential to understanding the concept of the song. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that... Who... Who do you think... Who do you think called who? What? About <laughs> like, this like song if the band the was like, listen, you can cut that out, or NBA going, can we cut this out? No. Who who approached who about getting the song in the game in the first place? Oh. Oh. I, I would say the NBA team. I just don't know why they would make that choice. I mean, yeah, it's fucking strange, but <laughs> I don't know how anyone makes those decisions, honestly. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's all we got for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Artificial Guest Radio. If you um, if you liked the show, uh, please do share with a friend. That would really uh, mean a lot to us. And uh, if you so choose, uh, leaving us a review on iTunes would also be really incredible. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at ArtGhostPod and at our email at ArtGhostPod at gmail.com. Uh, use the hashtag ArtGhost2 on Twitter to talk about our special event anniversary episode coming out on the 27th of next month um, of, of July. And uh, thank you once again for listening, and we will see you on the other side. Hashtag Spider-Man Far From Home. Hashtag Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs>